Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. It's already Wednesday. How did this happen? I can't believe it. Well, I'll tell you why. It's because we're like almost two weeks from Christmas. Uh, So time is on a hamster wheel currently. I I have been feeling that, yes. Mm -hmm. For sure. We've already had three great cases this week. Hopefully you guys have been mm-hmm. present for them. We, of course, had uh, Ethan Crumbly and his parents on Monday. Oy. Means gets mean on Tuesday. Oy. And yesterday, Jade Wagon never gave up on her sister. Or today, I'm sorry. Today, no. Jade Wagon never gave up on her sister. So hopefully you guys had a chance to see those cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the mean stuff. It's mean. And hilarious. I mean, we definitely don't have a, you know, believe it or not, we don't have any Daybell updates tonight, which is pretty amazing. Well, mainly because we just did one, but yeah. Yeah. But even then, I mean, it seems like there's some new, uh, you know, card of bullshit every day, but not today. Not today. It does. No, not today. It was coming from other cases today. Oh, Lordy, was it ever? Yeah. yeah, but we'll get there. How's it going? How was your day? Good, really good. I, Wednesdays have become my sort of half day off. I don't do a live stream in the morning on Wednesdays, and that was super nice. nice. I just was lazy, and then Rhonda and I went and got coffee, and you know, just like I didn't have to be anywhere, do anything, which was pretty cool. Yeah, nice. We went yeah. to Costco. Oh, God. Where the costs go. <laughs> Where the yeah. money goes, please. Right? Oh, my that, God. That's the $500 store. Man, isn't it, though? Yeah. You can't go in Costco. I was in there one time and saw a man spend buy one thing, and it cost $40, and he marked just out the door. I was like, my God. Oh my God. That guy's got that, it going on. He's got some serious self-control if he can get out of Costco for 40 bucks. I am sure I have never done that. Yeah. Uh, no, me neither. But got some things we needed so i mean you know it's not bad i love costco they have a lot of good stuff but right but it it's one of those places it's kind of like a casino you know there's no clocks there's no windows right you're just be in there for three or four hours and not even know it you know but i really like that they've done all the self-checkouts they have in hours now because i actually really like that i'd rather do self-checkout and just get the hell out of there so yeah in some places yeah in there, not our Walmart, Ooh. but no. Costco, yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Ooh, well, Red Girl had a Sam's trip last week that was four fifty, right? Because we have both a Sam's and a Costco, and we have mm-hmm. both memberships because we like things at both places. And yeah, we can only go we like pick one a month. We go to it. <laughs> and we alternate because if not, whew. Mm, we let Sam's go. When Costco came in, I just didn't really feel like, well, our Sam's got really weird about COVID and we're not being COVID safe at all. And mm-hmm. our Costco was like super COVID safe. So that, and that was when, you know, COVID, when they opened COVID was, you know, in the thick of it. So mm-hmm. I just let Sam's go and stuck with Costco. Yeah. Sure. Yes. 
Well, we've got all kinds of updates. Uh, GB wants to know if the Leonard, com oh, if comets have an impact on our energy. Yeah, they can. Mm -hmm. She said the Leonard comet is happening right now. No relation to the Big Bang Theory, but it should That's be, so right? Yeah. <laughs> right, right? That should be why yeah. it was named Leonard. Right, I for sure. Think, but... Yeah. Just like solar flares and full moons, you know, astrological stuff that happens affects your energy. Most definitely comets can too. Usually ungrounding or chaotic energy. Yeah. yeah or, you know, people who decide to uh, drink spiked Kool-Aid and jump on the comet's tail. But that was a totally different situation. <laughs> what? <laughs> the hale Bop comet people. Oh, oh, yes, them. I forgot about that. <laughs> If you feel tempted to put on a Nike tracksuit and white tennies and drink some spiked Kool-Aid and lay on your bed till you join the hale Bop comet, don't do that. No, just don't do that. Get some help, definitely. <laughs> but I'm guessing GB is not going there. Yeah, <laughs> Heaven's no. Gate. There you go. Heaven's, the Heaven's Gate, Gate yep. people. No. Well, we have a lot of updates because there is a lot going on. There's lots of courts still going on. So, yeah. of course, uh, let's talk about Duggars. Uh, Josh Duggar. I mean, if we have to. Mm -hmm. And the child porn trial that started last Monday. Uh, finally today, yesterday, the defense rested, which shocked the hell out of the courtroom. Uh, they rested. They called the two witnesses. That was it. Well, I mean, other they than some other guy snuck in here and did this to me, they, he has no defense. That was the whole defense. The whole defense was that this was a remote attack. The problem with it. So the prosecution brought their expert witness, uh, their tech witness in and talked about, you know, exponentially with him. And basically he said some parts of these uh, processes potentially could have been done remotely, except for that they weren't. So, you know, I mean that they weren't because they were done on this computer. And, and the biggest one is installing the Linux. So yeah, that partition, the Linux partition that was installed on Josh's computer. So we talked about this a little bit last week, but I'll try to lay it out easily. Josh uh, has had a problem with porn in the past. And so his wife, they were a part of a website called, uh, oh God, Guardian? I think so. Something like that. It's a governor mm -hmm. type site that if he goes to any unapproved sites from their list, she gets an email and lets her know. Yeah, because she was his ally. So I think they mm -hmm. might have been maybe oh, a covenant guardian. Covenant, covenant guardian. guardian. I've wondered if his he's covenants had... to his wife. Yes. Oh God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that really worked. Mm -hmm. So, and that was on his phone, on his laptop, and on his work computer, because he had to be monitored at all times because he is a pedophile. Yeah. You know. Anyway, and so he, uh, at any rate, the Linux partition is a way. It's a thing that you can install on a computer that basically splits the hard drive in half. And in doing that, yeah, he's cheated on her. There was the big Ashley Madison scandal. I mean, he's just such an ass anyway, mm -hmm. but <clears throat> he's worse than an ass. But mm. they, so the Linux partition cannot be installed remotely. It absolutely must be installed in person. There's no possible way to install that remotely. Right. That's what the prosecution's witness said. He said, you would have to be in person to install it, right? Okay. Yeah. So this stuff was all installed on Josh's computer over the course of a week. 
the Linux partition was installed. And then within the course of a few days, all of the porn was either installed and deleted or, or like downloaded and deleted or streamed as well as the viewer, the, uh, the streamer, right? So you have to have something on your computer that will stream from the internet. And so with the Linux partition, you're kind of starting at ground zero. So we had to install the uh, streaming device as well. Okay, so right. with all of that being said, so this is what the prosecution's witness says. He says he had to have really been there to install these things. There's really no other way to do it. You know, blah, blah, blah. They found a phone in his desk drawer that was a 2008 iPhone. And Josh currently carries a 2011 iPhone. And, or not 2011, an 11. An iPhone 11. (laughs) Hello. I don't have an iPhone. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. An iPhone 8 in the desk drawer. He currently has an iPhone 11 that he'd upgraded to. But when this all happened, he had an iPhone 8. Well, he, the day that most of this stuff was installed on the computer was at 10 a.m. It all started at 10 a.m. on a Monday at the car lot. Yeah. And Josh was at work that day. And we know Josh was at work that day because he took a bunch of pictures on the iPhone 8, uh, like cars that he was trying to sell, a picture, a selfie of him in the office, blah, blah, blah. With the same timestamps. We also know that during the course of some of this porn being uh, either streamed or downloaded over the next few days, there are texts from him to Anna, still at the car lot, running late, have a late customer, making excuses as to why he hadn't come home yet. Yeah. And so, I mean, he provided all of this proof. The other really crazy thing is that the password used for the Linux side Mm -hmm. was Intel 1988. Well, the prosecution was able to show that that was also the family's Instagram password and the family's bank account password. Yeah, dummy. So Anna left court. Uh, she stormed out of court, or it appeared to storm out of court two different times. The first time was day one, uh, right after the prosecution finished his uh, opening statement. They walked into court hand in hand, a unified front. And then she Gross. sits on the front row with support from family. And the prosecutor lays out the case in his opening statements, and it's pretty graphic. And then he says, we're going to go ahead. And the first thing they did was show the jury the porn in question. Now, know that the audience in the courtroom does not see the porn. They may hear recordings from what they're showing them. So they may hear things. And they see the response of the judge and the jurors. And in this case, the jurors were crying. They were pale. The judge was white as a sheet. People were shaking. There was talk that someone threw up or said that they were going to throw up. Like, it was really terrible. One of the Mm. things they showed them was a three-month-old baby being sexually tortured. You do know Josh has a one-month-old baby. Yeah, he does. But as soon as the uh, prosecution started that line, Anna jumped up and stormed out of the courtroom. 
you know, and we made a TikTok about this last week that's gotten a ton of traction, but it was, uh, our opinion is that Anna should have sat right there and witnessed all of that. Right. She is in such denial that she doesn't want to know shit about what Josh did. She just doesn't mm-hmm. want to know. In her mm-hmm. mind, it didn't happen. She doesn't want to hear anything about it. Well, she's the mother of seven children, yeah. you know, that are all, have all been living with, you know, their father, the pedophile. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. I mean, where does she fall in all of this? Does she condone what he did? Yeah. I mean, I know, I get it. Brainwashed, cult, mm-hmm. all that shit. Look, we grew up mm-hmm. in the Mormon church. There's plenty of that there too. Mm-hmm. And lots of gener- intergenerational sexual abuse. Yeah. So I get it. However, yeah, she brought seven children into the world and it's her responsibility to protect them. Without a doubt. So that was the first time she left the courtroom. The second time was when the uh, prosecution, you know, pointed out that he was using the same password for everything. That time she jumped up and ran out of the courtroom to the bathroom. And, uh, you know, one can assume she was going to change some passwords real quick since all of hers had just been exposed. But right. so here's what we know about his contact with his kids. When he got out on bail, he was forced to go live with some friends of theirs. Right. And... I read an article this morning saying that Anna actually stayed there with him quite a lot and that one of her sisters has been taking care of her kids, uh, Mm -hmm. that she's kind of been going back and forth, but that uh, also apparently she and uh, Jim, Bob and Michelle are not on good terms. She really blames them for Josh's problems. And apparently you need to blame everybody, but Josh for Josh's problems. But I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't feel bad about blaming the parents as long as they blame him too, because Mm -hmm. where did this come from? You know? Yeah. Yeah. He molested his sisters. Mm -hmm. Then he was in that cheating Madison, Ashley Madison thing. Mm -hmm. Now this, Mm -hmm. where did this all come from? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good question. So, but while he was staying, living with the friends, he, the only way he was allowed to see his kids or be around his kids is if she was there supervising, which again, I think is very questionable because right. we're really going to trust her judgment. I'm not, I am no, not, not at all. I, you know, you'd think, Oh, they'll be safe with their mother. Uh, no, she's married yeah. to this idiot and just keeps having babies with him. Mm-hmm. Even after these charges happened, mm-hmm. yeah. she still had another child with him. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But so she was bringing the kids over there to the friend's house for him to see. He doesn't really deserve to ever see his kids, I think. No, no, I I don't think so. He's never going to be a safe person around children. You know, pedophiles do not become safe people around children, especially pedophiles that don't acknowledge that they've done anything wrong. Yeah. Yep. So. All right. So there's. I have an article that has six key takeaways from the Duggar trial. I'm just going to share those because I think that pretty much helps tie it. I, I could talk about it for hours and you guys don't need to hear all oh, of it, but there's so um, much, but yeah, and I have followed it very closely. You have. Yeah. Um, a minute by minute timeline of the activity on Duggar's devices when the child porn was downloaded was provided. And that's really one of the defense or the prosecution smoking guns because mm-hmm. they were able to show exactly what happened and show that he was there. Right. And one of the things that the prosecution really tried hard to do was to say, well, I mean, other people worked there, 
well, yeah, but they called that guy to the stand and he said, well, yeah, I was the mechanic, but occasionally I went into the office, but I was in the shop. That was mostly just Josh. And right. yeah, there was another guy who worked here occasionally, but he was out of town that month. He wasn't even around. Like they, it was a non-starter. Totally. So then they called up um, their tech expert and it kind of seemed at first, like maybe she was uh, poking some holes in the defense until the defense cross-examined her and absolutely shot her uh, claims to hell. Because she's she was calling it a hit and run. This is a hit and run. It happens all the time. Hackers just key into somebody else's computer and they do these things and then they're just gone. And it, that's just what happens. And it was all conjecture. She didn't have any proof of that whatsoever. She couldn't prove that any of that was true. But she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens all the time. All the time. One of the problems, one of the things that the investigators did really wrong is they didn't seize the router. They took all of the tech except for the router. And that's and they weird because that's how they found the router. him. They had his IP address. Mm -hmm. They needed the router. She really needed the router. But here's the crazy thing. She had said, well, I don't know this, that, and the other. If I had the router, I would have it all. But the investigators, they didn't take it. So I didn't have access to the router. Does that sound weird to anybody? Yeah. So on really cross, weird. the prosecution said, why didn't you have access to the router? She's like, well, because the uh, investigators didn't take it. And she, they said, well, um, did you ask the defense for it? And she said, oh, no, I didn't. Oh, for hell's sake. <laughs> so in other words, maybe she did and couldn't find anything or found something worse on the router. We don't know. Right. Or she truly didn't. And she really wasn't uh, as good of a, you know, professional or they wasn't as good as they thought she was going to be. But right. basically what it boiled down to after all of that talk about a hit and run and, you know, somebody did this and Josh got set up and all that is that it is not possible through her own admissions. They were like, okay, but. You can't install a Linux partition remotely. You can't. And she agreed. She finally went, well, I mean, they're like, really? Can you install a Linux partition remotely? And she finally admitted that, no, you can't. Yeah. No, you can't. And we and know without the Linux, the Linux partition, none of the other stuff could have even happened. Mm -hmm. We also know that he had tried to install some uh, stuff on one of the other computers. Because here's the thing. There was no porn on his phone and there was no porn on his laptop. It was only on the work computer. But one of the other computers that they had searched from his home, someone had tried over and over and over to download that same streamer that was downloaded with the Linux partition at work, but had been unsuccessful because of Covenant Guardian. And so he'd so, been testing it to see if he could do it or not. And it's my belief that there were other devices. They just didn't find them. I think there were other devices and they just don't know it. Uh, but uh, one of the things that one of the witnesses they had is an old friend of his who he apparently had a long conversation with about 10 years ago about how to install a Linux partition. Yeah, you know exactly how to do it. Now that guy 
was present at the same time as this family who were friends with the Duggars, the Holtz. So Mr. Holt, I'm not sure of his name now, he was uh, there when he had this conversation. So he was on the stand. The Holtz are really longtime old friends of the Duggars. So he had that conversation with uh, Josh and the friend and was on the stand testifying that, yes, we did have that conversation. I do remember that. But then they called his wife, Bobby Holt. And this was where, this is what the defense really didn't want to have happen. The defense didn't want them to be able to discuss anything about his sexual past, about molesting his sisters, about any other sexual crimes in his history. And the judge said no. He said, sorry, but we're talking about pedophilia. And we, I think anything in his past that is anything remotely close to that is relevant to this case. Sure. So they call Bobby Holt. So Bobby Holt, again, she and her husband were really good friends of the Duggars. And their daughter was kind of loosely dating Josh or courting with Josh at the time. Courting. Courting. And. Yikes. It's 1857. Duggars called them and said they were having an emergency and they needed to come over. They came over to the house and went into uh, Jim, Bob and Michelle's bedroom. And Josh was sitting on the floor uh, in their bedroom, spilling his guts about molesting his sisters. And they helped them to find a place to send Josh and send him away. So she was involved. Was it juvenile sex offender treatment? No, of course not. No, no. This case makes me want to throw up. He was never charged. And, but, you know, they dealt with it, right? Yeah. Now, when his sisters finally came forward, when his sisters started getting married, adults and getting married and talking about this, their husbands started helping them to talk about it and come forward with it. And the Arkansas police investigated these claims in 2015. But guess what? They're out of the statute of limitations in Arkansas. Yep. So no charges were filed. But rest assured, Josh apologized and went to counseling. What kind of counseling? Mm-hmm. Was it juvenile sex offender counseling? I doubt it. Not that that. No, it was church counseling. Church counseling. It was church counseling. Yeah, that's Um, also effective. Yeah. Uh, The other takeaway, of course, the government forensics expert explained how he hid the porn on his work computer, which we know. Uh, There was some audio. As we know, when the federal agents showed up at the car lot, Josh had a very weird conversation with them. Oh, my God. The first thing he said was. Hey, what's up, guys? Somebody uh, download some child porn? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what you say, ever. Right. Like, oh, hell, I hate this camera. It makes It's backwards. I'm trying to fix my hair, and I'm doing it the wrong direction because I this camera's backwards. Drives me crazy. Anyway. So, but when they had that conversation with him, they were asking him about computers and about his knowledge of computers. And he was acting like he had a pretty good knowledge of, of computers and, and operating you know, tech. And that's important because one of Josh's biggest, his, or his uh, 
defense, his biggest defense was either A, it was a hit and run, or B, Josh is too stupid to do this. Yeah. But he did know. I mean, I'm too stupid defense. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, uh, and we know his acquaintances testified about his strong tech skills. Basically, mm -hmm. he absolutely could do this. And that he very know. specifically had asked how. Mm -hmm. Like, so. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. So, all of that being said, this morning, well, the defense rested yesterday. And then this morning, uh, both sides gave their closing arguments. And then the judge instructed the jury, which took quite some time. And then they started deliberating. Now, the jury isn't just handed all of the evidence. They have to ask for it and get the judge's approval to receive it, which I think is insane. But anyway, so they were uh, in their deliberations this afternoon. They asked for two things, one thing they received and one thing they did not receive. They can't ask for things that weren't presented. So they can't ask for outside information. Right. So weirdly, they asked for a calendar. No idea why, but they asked for a calendar and they were denied because there wasn't a calendar as a part of any kind of proof of evidence. But there was, that's interesting, because there yeah. was at one point, they they showed, in, I wouldn't necessarily, this isn't a calendar, but it's like the register in the computer that mm -hmm. would show like, this time he's on the business side of his computer doing stuff. And then it shows like in, in real time when he swapped over. Uh -huh. like, you know that this was happening while right, he the was log. Working. Yes, so, yeah, yeah that log. log. I, mm -hmm. maybe and they can have that, that. but they wanted like a wall calendar. Oh, and nobody, uh, they they wouldn't give them that. The other thing they asked for was the audio of those initial conversations between the feds and Josh when they first came to the car lot. Oh yeah, those are the things they've asked for thus far. So that they audio, damning, super damning. Mm -hmm. Because he was just being all buddy-buddy with the cops, and he was just telling them whatever they asked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that typical chummy good old boy shit. That's yep. what that was. Uh, anyway, yeah. wouldn't there be a calendar in the jury room? I guess not. I don't know. That was weird. Yeah. So 5 o'clock came and went. The judge said, all right, let's call it a night and go home, and we'll come back for deliberations tomorrow. I was really hoping that they'd come that this would be wrapped up today. I really suspect it'll wrap up tomorrow, but that's basically where it's at. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, the prosecution did an amazing job of shooting down their star witness mm -hmm. and of proving six ways to Sunday that he did do this, that he was there for it, that he could do this and that he's the only person that could have done this. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think so too. I think they very clearly covered that. Yeah. But there was so little you defense. Know, my only worry in that uh, uh, jury there in Arkansas is if they have any good old boys that are going to dig their heels in and cause a hung jury. Yeah. I, I don't think we'll see a not guilty verdict at all. I think we'll see a hung jury or we'll see a, a conviction. I really think we'll see a conviction. But I don't know yeah. how they could have watched those videos and then heard how he got him onto his computer and not convict him. I know. But that's the only thing that's weird, I will say this. This all happened over the course of three days, and then it never happened again. Why? My belief is that there was another device. Yeah. And it did happen again and again and again. They just didn't get that device. They didn't get that device, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But then you may have gotten scared too, you know, like, oh mm-hmm. shit, I'm going to get caught. And, you know, I don't know. He was sure willing to find some workarounds to uh, get past Covenant Guardian. That's yeah. true. But I, I think you're right that he very well could have had uh, some kind of second device. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there we go. So Joy said that that counselor was later arrested as a sex offender. Boy, that's, that's right. no big surprise, is it? Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yep. So there you, his wife is, that's what my husband said, Cranky. Yeah. My husband said, oh no. As soon as they arrested him, she probably ran and got rid of other things that she figured was a part of what he was using. Yeah. She probably did. Um, One of his children was born a month ago. Yeah. One of his children was born. Seven was the baby girl was born a month ago. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's all we know about the Duggar trial. In a in a nutshell, again, I could do this for hours, but I really don't want to, and neither do you. So <laughs> we'll we'll stop it there, but we'll definitely uh, let you know when the verdict is read. For sure. Yeah. Maybe they're checking dates to see if it was a weekday. I wondered that too if they were just trying to verify some dates. I'm not really sure. I don't know why it would really matter. Yeah. 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 Well, I I believe that I agree, Cranky. I think Anna is dangerous. Yeah, uh, I think she is way too far uh, into this mindset of being the dutiful wife. And I, I think that makes her children very unsafe. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. Was there a child born near the time he downloaded these images? I don't know. That's a good question. Probably. I don't know the answer to that. I have seven. I have seven. So, so yeah, probably, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Do you think Anna could face charges? I seriously doubt it. Yeah, I yeah, seriously I doubt it. Yeah. They haven't proven any complicity on her part. Yeah. No. I doubt it. Yeah. So, Christy, do you want to talk to us a little bit about what's going on with Delphi? Oh, Delphi. Okay. So this is the Delphi murders. This is Abby and Libby. You probably, this is a really famous case. We covered it Mm -hmm. a long time ago. Uh, This was in February 2017. They went on a hike uh, at the Delphi Historic Trails. This is in Indiana. And he didn't, they didn't show up when they were supposed to for their ride home. Yeah. And when they were, when people went and looked for him, they found their bodies and they'd been killed. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of weird stuff that went on. Like uh, one of the girls had recorded a video on her cell phone um, that maybe was the guy. There was a lot of stuff has happened that became nothing. Mm-hmm. So here there's been a break right now where um, police are looking for anyone who had contact with the username Anthony underscore shots uh, on Snapchat, Insta, uh, and any other social media sites. This was a catfish account. And the the images were of a a known male model. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they've looked into this guy. It's not him. They just got his picture off the Internet and using it. But they do believe that the person using this profile had solicited nude pictures from young girls, got their addresses and did attempt to meet them. Mm -hmm. They have not said why they're looking at this account. No, that's something that they're holding back. But they are trying to find out who owned that account because it's possible that these girls maybe knew this person 
maybe even unbeknownst to their parents had set up a plan to meet them. And of course they didn't actually know who the person was because yeah. it was a catfish account. So big doings right now in the Delphi case. Yeah. They had arrested a guy about a year ago that they mm-hmm. thought maybe did it, but that's never gone anywhere either. Yeah. It just is always one bro- roadblock after another. And this is a case that uh, the folks in Indiana just cannot let go of. So no, so awful. We are going to do a whole episode on that next week and talk yeah. about all the updates since the original murders in 2017. And we'll tell you, you know, everything that they've looked into that didn't pan out. And then we'll talk a little bit more about this social media account. So watch for that next week. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, you want to talk about Glenn Maxwell? Sure. Not really. (laughs) This one I really, I want to talk my ass off about because it's not getting into the news as much as it should be. Right. It isn't. And that is, that is concerning. Now, Um, partly because it's a federal case, so it can't be televised. And, you know, I've read a lot of people really upset about that and saying, oh, they're just the government, you know, we're being censored. They don't want us to see it. It's not true. Federal trials haven't been uh, televised since like the 50s or 60s. That's just a thing, you know. Right. I wish it was. I really, really wish it was. Right. But yeah, that's just for everyone. Mm-hmm. So but, several people. Oh, oh, go ahead. Well, several people have testified this week, mostly yeah. um, more victims. And those mm-hmm. victims are confirming things like, well, for one, they're confirming each other's testimony because they saw each other at various times yeah. in various places. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of those um, mm-hmm. victims actually confirmed the story involving Prince Andrew. Yeah that they were present at the same time that this, Mm -hmm. that this victim had been um, sexually assaulted. So that's an interesting thing because there's supposed to be a trial of some sort of Prince Andrew in February. Yes. And um, you know, the, the outcome of this trial is super important there, Mm -hmm. but they did, um, you know, they, they did have other people confirming that. So I find that interesting. Yes. Yeah. So today. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. To her today, we heard from Janine Gill, uh, Mm -hmm. who is the human resources director at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. We all know what Mar-a-Lago is. Yep. Um, and yeah, this is where Virginia Roberts, or now Virginia Gouffray, uh, was one of um. She says this is the first place that she met Gillian Maxwell. Mm-hmm. And so they talked with um, her about who was working there and why. And because some of this was going on at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So this this person, uh, Janine Gill, had, in fact, met Virginia Roberts when uh, she was a young girl. And yeah, Ms. Roberts' father actually worked at the resort around that same time. Mm-hmm. So Virginia's dad worked there too. Yeah, but they, but she did. Um, the human resources officer said, "Oh yeah, I know that girl. I remember her. She's been around here." Yeah, not good news for a lot of people. No. So also, then, the housekeeper that uh, testified last week, he testified that. Uh, 
one of his jobs was to give girls rides between Mar-a-Lago and mm-hmm. Epstein's place and then also to the airport occasionally. But he yeah. had talked about driving Virginia back and yes. forth from Mar-a-Lago to Epstein's Yeah, there's place. a lot of, and Virginia's kind of led, the, has led the charge on this. Uh-huh. And so there's a lot coming from Virginia. But then we heard from Carolyn last week and mm-hmm. today... Carolyn's ex-boyfriend, Sean, testified. Yeah. He used to drop off Carolyn and two other girls mm-hmm. at um, Epstein's Palm Beach home quite mm-hmm. regularly for two years, from 2002 to 2004. Yeah. And, and if you're wondering why these girls were kept going back there, it's because they were drug addicts. Yeah. And they, they, being, they would go they would come out with hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. every time. They were paid for these things. They were also yeah. threatened. Yeah. So there was this love-hate yeah. push-pull thing that they did that that yeah. is um, very manipulative, but it it's how they would, you know, threaten them, then offer them more money or to pay for them to go to school or, yeah. you know, they would sort of go back and forth. And so it was like mm-hmm. there was this benevolent side of it, and yeah. then there was this horribly abusive side of it. And it really mm-hmm. created, I think, a lot of um, mm-hmm. psychological trauma for these kids. Totally. Well, and keeping women addicted is a very strong way to keep them in sex work and keep it them is. in sex trafficking. Absolutely, because it's the only way to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Caroline's then, testimony broke my heart. Yeah, it's this really sad. absolutely destroyed her life. It yeah. has. Yeah, it absolutely has. Yeah. But the boyfriend was good because you know they always are attacking the defense attacks the victims that they're lying and you know treating them horribly, frankly. Um, but when we have all this confirmation of other people who, oh, I remember this girl. I remember that girl, you know? Yeah. So then we have Nicole Hess. She worked at the Palm Beach house mm-hmm. from 2003 to 2004. She said that she, that while she was there, she was there mostly when Maxwell and Epstein weren't there. Mm-hmm. But one of her jobs was to take phone messages. And she remembers very clearly they brought in some phone messages, like from a book, you know, that does the, the, with the carbon paper kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, where something, you know, where they confirm things like Carolyn called. Right. Yeah. So they confirm again, her yeah. connection. Mm-hmm. Then another of Epstein's pilots, this is David Rogers. Mm-hmm. And he, um, he went through the flight logs from 1996 to 2001. So he was around for five years mm-hmm. and just acknowledged all of the people that he flew around in. Um, Ghislaine was on many of those flights uh-huh. and so was Virginia Roberts. And sometimes yeah. Virginia flew with Epstein and sometimes they had things like one female or two females because they had not given the pilot their names. So there were two girls on that, two, one or two girls on that plane that he mm-hmm. didn't know who they were. Yeah. Which they're supposed to keep flight logs of people's names. Mm-hmm. Um, he did testify that he flew a passenger identified as Jane. Jane testified last week uh, yeah. that, she, that she started being abused by Epstein when she was 14 she flew with um, Mr. Rogers in 1996 when she would have been about 16 mm-hmm. and in 97, 98 and 2001. 
Yeah. So they're just piling it on right now. You know, confirmation after confirmation, multiple um, witnesses knowing the same girls, seeing the same girls around so that they can't hit them with the, well, they're just lying. Not all of these people are lying. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we're at with the Maxwell trial. And mm-hmm. there, there's more to come. Oh, yeah. Her siblings have filed some more complaints against the jail that it's just oh my god inhabitable it's just not fair they're just not treating her well well she doesn't get the right shampoo and conditioner yes and the, the shackles are hard on the her wrists and ankles mm-hmm. Ugh, i know mm-hmm. i wish jeffrey epstein was still alive too because oh, yeah. you know oh yeah. yeah yeah these people are horrifying yeah I mean, even last week, they tried again to get her out on bail. Oh, yeah. They just keep trying. And the judge is like, I'm not doing it. So Mm -hmm. shut up. Yeah. Yep. Yes, her roots are showing she does look rather gray. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's not getting anything. She's not getting any special treatment. And they have fought and fought and fought for it. But they're like, she's in jail. She's charged with sex crimes against children. No, you know, like she's not getting anything else. Uh-huh. His plane was called the Lolita Express. I didn't know that, GB. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That is horrifying. Yep. Yep. It is beyond disgusting. There was actually a hint today that it's possible that uh, Trump himself could be taught, called to testify. That is going to be super interesting. It'll be really interesting to see if that happens. Yep. Yep. Now, to be fair, no one else has been implicated in anything except for, obviously, I think it should be a little troubling that uh, Mar-a-Lago has been mentioned literally every day of this trial so far. Every day. Yeah. And Trump has been mentioned every day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that would be a turd circus, wouldn't it? Oh, my God. (laughs) Holy... Yes, it would. Yep. So that's what we know about that. Now, our new least favorite criminal family ever, the Crumblies. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one thing with them beyond what we reported on Monday. And that's just uh, verifying that, in fact, uh, the Crumblies completely threw their son, threw Ethan out in the cold uh, legally. And he has had to request a public defender because he can't pay for an attorney. And they have hired high-powered attorneys to defend themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That kid means nothing to them. Nothing. They're they're done with him. I mean, they ran when he was being arrested and arraigned and the decision was made to try him as an adult. And he goes to an adult jail and he's charged with first-degree murder. What do they do? Peace out of here. That's what they do. Horrible, yeah. horrible people. Mm-hmm. And terrible parents. Yeah. There's also, uh, there's some thoughts being bandied about that some of the school officials may actually face charges as well. well for not removing Ethan why? from the school, for not searching his backpack, for not also doing their due diligence. It's why possible. did they not search his backpack? At first, there was some talk that it was they didn't have legal grounds to, but apparently that's not true at all. They absolutely could have searched him and just chose not to. Kids are in the school. All of their stuff can be searched. Yeah. 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 Ugh. 
Yep. So that's really the only movement that that case has had since Monday. But I think that is very sad. Uh, you know, I, I'm never going <sighs> to, what Ethan did isn't okay. It will never be okay. But as a child, seeing how quick his parents are to throw him away and try and save themselves really gives you a peek into the way this little boy was raised. Right. It really does. Yeah. Very, very disturbing. Yikes. Well, yeah. should I tell you about Scott Peterson? Yeah. So, you know, I guess depending on where you fall with the death penalty, there's some, I think, good news in the Scott Peterson case. So Scott Peterson, of course, you'll remember, killed his wife, Lacey Peterson, in December of 2002. Uh, she was pregnant with a son, killed the unborn child as well. He um, was sentenced to death in... I don't know, around 2002. I can't remember exactly. Mm -hmm. But there was a problem that came up with um, some some procedural things. Mm -hmm. That there was a question about whether his sentencing was legal or not. Yeah. And so there's been this push by his defense, of course. Yeah. That... Um, you know, maybe we need to redo things here. Maybe he needs to be resentenced. And it's been really scary because what if he gets out? Mm -hmm. Oh, he was convicted in 2004. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So there was a juror, juror number seven was not truthful about her personal life that could have prevented, could have presented a conflict. Mm -hmm. So they, she was accused of pre prejudicial misconduct. Um, she didn't disclose that she was the victim of domestic violence and had sought a restraining order in 2000 and was afraid that her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend would harm her unborn baby. And apparently, if you've been a victim of domestic violence, you don't get to judge somebody who is a domestic violence batterer, which is bullshit. So he was resentenced today. He's been sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole, which, whoa, that was fingers crossed on that. We do not want that fool getting out. And then yeah. another 15 years on top of that for the death of his son. Yeah. So he's not getting the death penalty, but he is being held. He's not going anywhere. No, he, yeah. he's not getting out of prison. Yeah. So uh, I find it good news, at least, that he is uh, not going to, you know, get out and hurt anybody else. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Ugh. That's such an awful case. All of it is so awful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, and he it's is not definitely going to rot in prison. He Continue is. to rot in prison. Yeah. 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 He's still where he belongs, and that's good. At least yep. he won't ever have any opportunity to try to... Uh, get out yep. before he dies in prison. Yeah, so. for sure. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, one little thing happened this week in the uh, Ariel Sellers, uh, Isabel Kalua case. Mm -hmm. This is the six-year-old that was murdered by her parents in uh, Hawaii here a while ago. Uh, this is really, really crazy. Awful. Someone posted on Instagram that uh, 
is Ariel uh, Sellers, Isabel Kalua. That was so her her name is Ariel Sellers. That was her given name. Her adopted name is Isabella Kalua, but a lot of people have reverted back to calling her by her bio name since some um, mm -hmm. these people turned out to be complete monsters. But, but Isabella uh, Kalua is her legal name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but at any rate, uh, so we'll just call her Ariel. But Ariel, there was a post on Instagram by someone that Ariel uh, had been found, that it turned out she had not been murdered by them, that she would actually had actually been kidnapped, and that she's found, and that all is well, and that the courts are working on uh, freeing her parents now. So that was the post on Instagram. And people that follow this case, particularly people in their community, were stunned and shocked and they couldn't find any sign of it in the news it caused quite a firestorm as it turned out it was a cruel joke and oh my god like joke who does this stuff yeah how is that a joke horrible. that's horrifying horrible so Ugh. it's not true and the reason they did that is because they don't have a body they have not found her body they know that she has died by uh, the testimony of her older sister who witnessed her death, but they don't, as far as we know, still have a body. But at any rate, yeah. Like who wakes up in the morning and decides they're going to do something like that? Trolls, my friend. Trolls. Oh. And they exist. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's yeah. so sad. Isn't that I gross? I was just blown who away. About that child and yeah. knew her and her. Yeah, not funny. No, horrifying. And it started a real thing with the families in Hawaii right around there that have been very invested in this case, you know. Anyway, Yikes. terrible. So I think that's it. Does anybody else have anything Ooh. that we missed? Anything else going on this week that you know of? I think we got everything. There was a case that played out over the last 10 days that we really, by and large, missed. Um, yes. And I wish we hadn't, but my gosh, I, you know, there's two of us. There's only so much airtime. Like, <laughs> you know, some of you guys are amazing. You send me cases a lot and I appreciate it because a lot of times it's just more than I can totally keep up on. It's but very helpful. This is one that I wish we would have talked about. And this was the murder of Kathleen Moore. Yeah. So Kathleen Moore was uh, a woman in Florida who disappeared uh, Thanksgiving weekend and hadn't been seen. Uh, there was a search for her. They eventually did arrest her ex-boyfriend or boyfriend kind of on and off again, boyfriend, mm -hmm. and then didn't uh, find anything until a couple of days after that, they actually did find her remains in a wooded area right behind his house. Yeah. And, it's, uh, you know, and they do have him in custody. They're charging him. Uh, it turned out that they had, uh, she'd come over to his house the weekend after Thanksgiving to talk. And somehow that resulted in her murder. There was a history of domestic violence here. Apparently they had met working at Applebee's. Oh, right. Yeah. And there were some other people. They were kind of had a friend group, you know, people that worked at Applebee's together. And... So, you know, they're, the people that live in that community are hearing this on the news and hearing that there's been a body found. And so they just start showing up at his house, you know, to help search or to see what the hell's going on. And there's some interviews with some of her friends from the uh, from Applebee's that are just 
shocked and devastated to know that they have just recovered her body from behind his house. Anyway, it's an awful case. I'm so glad that she was found as quick as she was and that he is in custody. This won't be a cold case. You know, it's a horrible case and I'm so sad for her family, but at least it won't be a cold case. No, I I know at least for them, they're going to, they know what happened. They will have a chance to, uh, you know, have yeah. a service for her and you know the things that so many of these cold case families never get yeah yeah without a doubt but I wanted to say her name so Kathleen Moore was her name and that was her yeah. case yeah yeah love it oh in Canada they had the remembrance of the E. Cole shooting of 1989 hmm. I don't know anything about him but he targeted women particularly huh GB mm-hmm. well, well, did. don't they all yeah uh, now we are over on TikTok. We are doing uh, a bad Santa for the month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have yet or so far this month posted a bad Santa every day. They've uh, been very impressive, I have to say. Yeah, some of them are some real bad Santas. Oh my yeah. god. Some of them are a little bit more like yesterday. <laughs> the one yesterday killed me. There was uh this happened quite a few years ago in the UK. There was a Santa sales in parade with Santa coming in on a big thing. It was like a, you know, Christmas lights kind of parade. And so if I can set the scene, there's people everywhere. There's this public square. We have Santa coming in. There are fireworks exploding overhead at the time when one of the lesser Santas who was involved in the parade gets in a fist fight with a teenager (laughs) in the square. And they're punching the crap out of each other. And all of these kids are seeing this. And they're scared and they're sobbing watching this violent boxing match between Santa and some freaking kid that pissed him off, apparently. And then watching the police come and cuff Santa and drag him away. Yeah. And it was so upsetting to some of the kids that some police officers came back, took them on a police car ride to Scotland Yard to show them that this is where the bad guys go. But the real Santa is okay and this it's going to be okay yeah anyway that one cracked me up I just the vision of seeing the fireworks overhead and Santa in a fist fight and the police coming and the kids screaming and crying oh my my hell it would be quite the scene to set Mm -hmm. yeah do we know the total on indigenous children's bodies found at catholic schools no they're not done yet it's upwards uh, of six thousand now yeah the yeah, last I saw. we'll do an update on that soon. I'd like to talk about the U.S. cases. We really have, yeah. we, we talked about quite a few of the Canadian cases when they were first hitting in the First Nations people in Canada, but the U.S. cases we haven't hit on quite as much. So actually, and thank you for that, Joy. I think we'll make that our focus for MMIW next week because, yeah, yeah it needs to be discussed. We have to it does, yeah, putting that info point. forward. Because yeah. they've done so many more, so mm-hmm. many more. Yeah, it's just horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, if you're on TikTok, come over and and pay attention to that. We're having some fun there. And Mm -hmm. tomorrow, Thursday, we've started a new TikTok live. And so on Thursdays at 430, we're going live on TikTok just to talk about some local cases. Honestly, we'll probably or not local, but current cases we will probably at that time be talking about the Josh Josh Duggar. uh, I hope by 430 tomorrow, we're talking about the uh, decision by the jury. Yeah. And you know, some other things. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Pearl Harbor uh, Remembrance Day was Tuesday. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yeah, thank you for that. So mm -hmm. yeah, tomorrow, Thursday, uh, 4.30 over on TikTok for a TikTok Live. If you want to come join us, that's True Crime Paranormal on TikTok. Yeah. And then we'll be back tomorrow night for the Psychic Hour at 7. We will. We are everywhere. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except for cleaning our houses. I'm not there. Well, I am definitely not there either. <laughs> yeah. I did the dishes this morning. I felt like I was pretty cool. So there you go. Um, I son did the dishes yesterday. I'll tell you what's falling down around here. There's a lot of wearing clean clothes right out of the laundry basket going on. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not a lot of folding and putting clothes away. We've I take the towels straight out of the dryer and the blankets and the uh, dish towels and that kind of stuff. I like to pull that stuff straight out of the dryer, put it straight away. But somehow the clothes just keep landing in the same laundry basket and we keep just wearing them. And I think that's what happens when you're empty nesters and you can do whatever the hell you want. And you just start doing whatever the hell you want. I, I think it. Yeah, that's very true. The problem is you don't have anyone to do the chores around your house except for you. Yeah, that is that does suck. I've been taking the garbage out quite a bit, which I haven't taken out the trash in a lot of years. Wow. Yeah, not a fan. No. Lastly, I do want to tell you that there are some new offerings over in our Etsy store that mm -hmm. has absolutely nothing to do with true crime, but it has to do with, uh, you know, Christy and I are both makers. And so I have a few new things posted over there you might be interested in. So I'll put a link. But if you want to go find our Etsy store, it's Joyful Goddess Designs on Etsy. Did we hear about the fuel leakages in Hawaii? Yeah, I loosely I did, Joy, that uh, there was some... People were complaining about smelling rocket fuel and the water tasting weird for a while. Yeah. And there is something to that. I'm going to have to do more research. That's about all I know. Me too. Yeah. I've that just sounds very concerning. It truly does. Yeah. All righty. Well, guys, I think we've spent our time. So thank you so much for being here with us. We will be back again tomorrow. So thank you so much. You have been listening to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care and have a good night. Bye, everybody.